0: yes Lord thank you Jesus thank you Father thank you Holy Spirit Lord we bless your name Lord we give you praise Lord we give you glory we give you all the honor we give you all the adoration in the mighty name of Jesus thank you Father we worship your name Lord we bless your name Lord, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Amen. What a great blessing to be in the house of the Lord. Turn around. third the one sitting by you that God bless you. Tell the person that it's good you are sitting by me. Amen. Tell the person very well that it's good. It's really good that you are sitting by me. It's, it's, it's a great privilege you have to be sitting by me. Amen. Tell the person that it's a great privilege to be sitting by me. Ask the person if he has a smartphone. Uh, do you have a smartphone? Take a picture with me right now. Take a selfie. Amen. A selfie. Amen. Amen. Because um, that would be your evidence that you know me. Amen. Because there are times that you tell someone that, "Oh, I know this person." They say, "No, no, no, you don't know him." Oh, I, I, I we used to fellowship together in the same ministry, same church. We used to sit together. This is even the picture that we took. Amen. Because it's what God has planned for you. You have no idea. You see, when you look at your surroundings, anything that surrounds you, where you stay, where you normally move along, when you. I mean, you are, you are not so sure. So I begin to wonder. Ah, is what the what things that when I come to the gallery, they tell me, is it really true? I hear of unstoppable greatness, but um, when I look around me, I don't really see so much around me. I mean, look at it. that surrounds me. I mean, it doesn't seem to be much. So there are times that people even begin to doubt God's word. And they begin to wonder, can any good thing come out out of me? Looking at me and things that sound, can can there be anything good? But I'm here to tell you that God's word can never fail. You didn't hear me. I said God's word can never fail. Hallelujah. Whatever God has said concerning your life, every one of it will come to pass. Your amen is too weak. Your amen is suffering from question. Do you know question? Hallelujah. I said, what God has said concerning you will come to pass. Every one of it, in the name of Jesus, it will happen practically in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Amen. What a blessing. Shake the person, the person falls off the seat. Some of you are not doing it. I said shake the person to the person fall off the seats. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't worry. One day you all go. Hallelujah. Amen. You are saying no. As you have been praying that God will take you to New York, what do you think is the prayer that I'm praying that God should make me stay here <laughs> and, and, and expand it? So, Pastor, you say when you go, you will send money. We also, we all go, and we also send money. <laughs> we all go, and we will send the money, ask, but there's nobody to receive it. But we have all left. Hallelujah! But it's good to be back, Pastor Ben, um, Minister Solomon, Minister Prince, all the shepherds, everyone. God bless you so much. It's good to see every one of you. Amen. What a blessing, and we thank God for your life, hallelujah, amen, Amen. Amen. and this morning my message is very, very simple, because I want us to close early and go home, amen, Amen. so I want to just finish, you know, I started a series titled, go, hallelujah, and I just want to finish today, amen. Tell the one sitting by you that you have to go. Amen? Amen? Tell another person that you have to go. Hallelujah. If you don't understand what you are talking about, don't worry, you understand what you are talking about very, very, very soon. Because it's important for you to understand that even water, if it stays stagnant and does not move, it becomes a... A, a breeding place for what? Mosquitoes. mosquitoes. Amen. Amen. And the scientists will tell that there are different kinds of mosquitoes. But that's not what we are talking about today. But just understand that when water does not move and it stays stationary, it begins to breed mosquitoes. That is why those of you who like to go to the swimming pool to go and swim, you will see if you have noticed That there's movement in the water. There's a pump. That is pumping the water and keeps on moving. If the water stays stationary, stagnant without movement, it begins to breed mosquitoes. Not only that, there's something called algae. Do you know algae? Do you know algae? No, it's either yes or no. But some people are not sure whether they know or they don't know. So they are thinking, uh, is what I'm thinking about? Is that what is the algae and all those? It is that one. That, that, that one. Or we say what? Our guy. Uh, our guy. Uh. <laughs> Amen. What is the algae? Or our guy? Who can help us? Who can help us? Now, i University of Ghana, premier university. Oh, oh, Pastor, I'm a social studies. What are you saying You are still at the University of Ghana. It doesn't matter. Oh, you're yeah, drumming crowd, University of Ghana crowd. You are still at the University of Ghana. I'm You are still University of Ghana. You must know. Amen. Oh, Pastor, I'm an engineer. You must still know because you are the University of Ghana, the premier university. I'm going to say that Pastor maybe oh, we last year, last year now we, and <laughs> just last year, yeah we fourteen years ago look now, yeah Kai, now we last year, uh-huh. I'm still waiting. Algi or Al Guy, what 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 is it? Is what you are letting your professor come and tell us you have brought your professor, the students couldn't the 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 student couldn't can't, so they have brought their professor. (laughs) Amen. Amen. But you need to understand that if you don't know where when you go and Google it, you need to understand that when you stay stationary, stagnant. Without movement, you begin to develop mosquitoes. And then some, there are some, bad, you see the water now begins to stink. If it stays stationary, when you go, go and do experiment, take water in a cup and just put it under your bed. Or maybe just put it on, on, on somewhere on top of that, not fall in it, just let it be stationary without movement. After a while, you begin to realize that begins to develop stinkiness, mosquitoes, algae, a whole lot of things. That's the same thing that happened to every person who decides not to go. Who decides to stay stationary. Who decides to just no movement. I'm here. In fact, that is why when the Israelites dwelt on that mountain, for so long, the Bible says that God came down and told them that you have dwelt on this mountain for too long. You cannot be in that situation for too long. Whatever it, where you are may be good, but I'm telling you there are far better things ahead if only you can just go. If only you can just make a movement. If only you can just take a step instead of just staying at that same place for far too long. Amen. Amen. Yesterday, interesting, we, 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 Mommy and I were watching a, it a short video and a person was talking about health, mental health, and uh, um, um, the fact that having good relationships and close relationships and so, And he says something that I'll never forget. He says that It's actually better to divorce than to be in a stormy marriage. Now that's not Christianity. Christianity, we don't believe in divorce. Don't go and write that. I'm writing it first. I'm writing it down. When it happens to me, I'll quote you that you said that it's better to divorce than to stay in a stormy marriage. I'm telling you that you will not divorce. (laughs) You will stay in that stormy marriage. But I'm just telling you what the person said. That It's better to divorce than to stay in a stormy marriage. Because it affects your mental health. Amen. Amen. So that situation that you are in, that is stormy. It's better you leave, go, than to stay in it. That work, that is always one trouble after another. That relationship. That place where you are staying, that is always one problem after another. It's better you leave. Amen? You see, one day, one day, I used to live in a certain uh, um, place. And, you see, I like my quiet and my peace. So, as I stayed there, I don't have any problem with anybody. One that I always say is that me, if I come and rent your house... It was a business transaction, isn't it? I came to rent your place. You told me how much it will cost. We negotiated, and I paid you. After I stay my, my my somewhere, don't expect me to call you every morning. Because I didn't come for friendship. I came to rent your place, and I'm done. That's it. Wait, when is the when the next renewal is uh, is up? Then I come and see you. I pay and renew again. I stayed in this one place and uh, always trouble. One day this, the next day this, the next day that. I tell you, by the time the landlord became aware, I had packed and left. Packed all my things and went to another place and I just came one day and I said, please take your key. I'm off. I said, oh, why are you going and why did they do it? I said, master, I came for a business transaction. The business transaction is over. I'm off. Yesterday, I read it, a post, and it's something that I've, known, I've known all the time. He said that even at the workplace, you have to understand that it's not every person that is in the workplace that is your friend. You were employed to come and do a task. After you have finished the task, go home. Go home and sleep. You came to finish it. You have finished that task. Go home. It's not that we have to have friends and no, 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 no. There's a place for everything after that. Go! Come on, shout go! Hallelujah! I tell you, if you can adopt these things, it will be help you, yourself, your your, your mental health. This month is about wealth. Next month, we are going to talk about health. But you need to understand that wealth can also be health. Hallelujah! Some people are sick, not because they are actually sicko, but, but, oh, someone say but, but, and continue the rest. Actually, sickness no, any any malaria is not um. But you are very saying, COVID nineteen. the sickness is even be, be, behaving like COVID nineteen. The sickness is behaving like it's COVID 19 but it's not COVID 19. He has no when he tests, it's negative. There's but the symptoms, he's feeling cold. He's sneezing. Not because of COVID-19, but because of something else. Hallelujah. That is why poverty and eh, poverty is not a sign of spirituality. Amen. 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 So never be angry. Whenever you visit, ve- not this church, when you visit another church, and maybe you go there for six months, and every day they are talking about money, don't be angry. Mm-hmm. This church, every child, they are always talking about money. What should they talk about? Poverty? That you should be poor. That's what they should talk about. It, that's what you want. That you should talk about. You see, Lazarus is in the Bible, isn't it? Abraham is also in the Bible. Abraham had 319 servants. Do you know what it means to have 319 servants? It means that you must have room to house them. That's, that's the first that it means. You must have room to house them. You must have food to feed them these are our little children that we have. I tell you, after they have finished eating, it's not that they are not coming, they have, after they have finished eating, then they will come and say, I'm hungry. Then I'll ask them, ah, but I just saw you eating. Then they'll say, it's true, but we are still hungry. Hey, Abraham had 319 of those ones, not small ones, the tall ones, 319 in his house. He must have been a rich man. Amen. Amen. I say he must have been what? A rich, a rich man. So, never, that's why I like this. He didn't know my preaching, but I, I, I just feel like talking about this. That's why I like the song that we sang today. I'm anointed for wealth, I'm anointed to prosper. I'm anointed for dominion. Hallelujah. What are you, ask the one sitting by, what are you anointed for? What are you anointed for? Are you anointed for lack of money? Are you anointed for lack? The early church, the Bible says, and they lack nothing. May you not lack anything in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, that is my prayer for this church that we will come to a point where you say that and we lack nothing, we lack nothing, nothing. Hallelujah. And that will be your testimony. Oh, I said that will be your testimony. Can, you guess, can I get some believers in the house that I'm anointed to prosper? I'm anointed for wealth. Can you shout it? Can you declare it? Can you proclaim it? I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Please be seated. Yesterday, I was list, I, I, I just when I wasn't list, I went to a place, and I just saw um, Bishop David Oyedeji preaching. And I was just saying that wow, these are these are people doing ministry. We are not doing ministry, we are helping them. These are the ones doing ministry. Because Bishop David Eudepo in his church, I mean 50,000 capacity church. And I just I, mean, I just remembered that Bishop David was said that when he used to declare and to prophesy and to confess prosperity. He had less than 10 members in his church. 10. And used to declare that I see cars parked all over this place with people coming into the church. He had nothing. He said he couldn't see. I mean, there was not that he could know. It was just by declaration, by faith. That's why I said, these are the songs that we need to sing. These are the songs. These are the declarations that you need to make over your life. Even whilst you are struggling to find out where the next meal is coming from. Because you know that silver and gold are mine, saith the Lord. So I may not have it. I may not possess whatever. But I'm still declaring. Because I believe in my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, are you ready to go? Yes. Amen. Because for the past few weeks, we have been dealing with this particular series. Go. And our scripture, if you'll be on your feet, let's, let's read together Acts chapter 11, verse 19 to 30. Acts eleven nineteen 19 to 30. Now, those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus. Verse 21. Verse 21. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed, to the Lord. Verse 22 The report of them came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. And in those days, prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. And one of them, named Agabus, stood up and foretold by the Spirit that there will be a great famine all over the world. So the disciples determined everyone according to his ability to send relief to the brothers living in Judea. And they did so, sending it to the elders by the hand of Barnabas and Saul. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Amen. 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 Now, for the past few weeks, we have looked at this particular um, passage, learning about go, hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the things that we have learned is that Jesus Christ told his disciples, go, amen, very simple, and I'm here to tell you that that is what Jesus is telling you and me. Hallelujah. Jesus is telling us, go. 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 Don't stay. To stay is suicidal. To stay is to breed mosquitoes. To stay is to stink and to be filled with odor. So you must go. Amen. And Bishop have said that unless the church goes, the church will die. Because you see, anything that is stationary is almost like it's dead. That is why these things don't move. They stay stationary. But if you're a living thing, one of the things that you learn about living things is that living things move. They don't stay idle. They move. Hallelujah. Oh, are you here? I said living things move. And so Jesus said, go and make disciples. Amen? So ladies and gentlemen, you and I, who are also followers of Jesus Christ, must heed to the command and the instruction of Jesus to go. Hallelujah. But ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand that when the disciples were told to go, they did not go they stayed. And when they stayed, we saw so many things that happened to them. The last time that we met, or the last time that we talked about this, we learned about the things that happened to them when they decided to stay and not go. But when we started, the first thing we said was that, go when everything is rosy. When everything is going on well for you in this life, go. Then we said that when, ev- when you have a testimony... Go. Share your testimony with others. Tell people what Jesus has done in your life. Then we said go when there's increase, when you see that things are now falling in pleasant places for you, when there's increase in your finances, when there's increase in your business, when there's increase in your academics, you used to be in class one, now you are in class seven, and you are going to class fourteen. There's increase in your life. You need to go. Hallelujah. Amen. And when he said that, you must go when there are accusations. Amen. 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 Have you all seen patience? See, he said she cannot just sit idle. She has to go because if she sits idle, the camera cannot be working correctly. So she says at the way she's about getting comfortable and feels that like, oh I'm fine now pastor is stationary. Pastor starts moving. move he has to also go. Amen. Yeah. You don't have to get too comfortable. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh tell somebody you don't have to get too comfortable. Don't get too comfortable where you are. Don't get too comfortable. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. When Peter, James and John Met Jesus Christ on transfiguration, and Jesus was transfigured. Oh, my! He was glowing, beautiful. We have the two prophets standing by him. We still don't know who, the, or did the Bible mention the names of those two prophets? Yes, Elijah and who? Moses. Yes, they were so excited, so wonderful. What did Peter say? <laughs> Let's stay here. Ah, now you, you, have, you see, that is why when people travel to America, they don't want to come back. When they, so see, when I travel to America, many years to you, but you go there, amen. Your aim, you see, you couldn't even say amen. You couldn't even say amen. I said, you couldn't even say amen. You want me to say that you go to Togo, then you say, oh, this one is possible. You think we are talking about possibilities here we wouldn't have been serving God. I tell you, I'm telling you, listen, if we are talking about things that were possible, we wouldn't be serving God because there would be no point in serving God. If it's something I can do for myself, then what is the point about, what is the point of God? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Somebody said that if you don't understand God, don't worry. Because if you can understand God, that your mind can comprehend God, then it will not be worth it to worship that God. The God that our mind can comprehend, then it will not not be worth it to worship him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That is the God that we are worshiping. And He is the one who said that go when there are accusations. And then go when there are persecutions, scattering, and death. Don't let disappointment in this life prevent you from going. Amen. Don't prevent don't let the fact that people will say what about you prevent you from doing what God has asked you to do. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you do it or not they will talk about it anyway. Listen, I've come to a point in my life where I have no use for the things that people say, whether it's even good or bad. I have no use for it because it doesn't really matter, I'm telling you. The day you will come to that point, that's when you realize that you have matured. You would have realized that the thing that you have been so concerned about, and it's of, it's of no use. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. What did I always say? Listen, when I go hungry, those people will not give me food to eat. Why should I spend even one second trying to even tell them something by my status on WhatsApp? I have good use for my status on WhatsApp. I want to use it to tell them that Eugene Zuta is coming to Inspiration City Church. I want to tell people that Felicia Temen is coming here. I want to use my status to tell them that, rather than to tell them things. What is of the use? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, somebody did a wedding not too long ago. I don't mention the person's name. Then yesterday we saw that the parents have done billboards, billboard of he and the husband or wife or whatever, and they have put billboards that, oh, we have also married, also married. And I was just telling myself that, that she think that we care. We don't care. Whether you are married or not. Because we are also thinking about we getting married. You that you are getting married. How how does that concern? We don't care. He doesn't know. Because if she had matured and grown up a little bit, you'd have realized that nobody cares about you. You should have rather rented the billboard to tell people that Jesus Christ is coming soon. That is going, than to take a picture of yourself and put it there. What's the use? amen Amen. hallelujah amen Amen. Amen. like when I have finished my work and I've gone to be with the Lord by the grace of God and then you have done um, something in newspaper to celebrate my death or whatever I'm telling you it's of no use whatever you want to do for me do it now as I can see it as I'm in heaven you have done it in the newspaper what am I using it for my grandmother used to tell us. He said, hey, what do you have for doing for me now? Because when I'm dead and you come and say that I have bought the most expensive coffin, I will rise up and give you a slap and I'll go back. Now that I am here, oh, are you here? I said, now that I am here. Ah, come on. You see, some people can be suffering. They don't have food to eat. Let them die. When they die, that is when you say, "Ah, yeah, I'm penning to no harm." Hallelujah. But today, we are saying that finally, go when there is peace. Go when there is peace the early church had peace. Sorry, the early church had peace, but they didn't go. And the peace was replaced with persecution, scattering, and death. So when the church was formed in Antioch, the Bible said they also had peace. Everything was fine, but they did not wait for persecution. They went. In fact, the early church sent Barnabas, who came there, and began to do amazing things in their lives. The first that I want to leave with you today is that when there is peace, go when there is peace, so do not neglect the gatherings. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, today, there are countries in which it is not easy to meet like this. Many years ago, just last year, last two years, we couldn't even meet physically. COVID-19 prevented us from having these gatherings. So whenever I see people who are not interested in the gatherings, I realize that these are people who have not understood what Jesus said. When you read Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25, the Bible says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exalting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Ladies and gentlemen, our gatherings like this are so crucial and are so important. Let no one deceive you. Let no one tell you, oh, it doesn't matter. You can just be alone. I can just be a Christian on my own. I don't need to go for the gathering. Let me just stay in my house and I can just sing Christian songs and I'll be fine. You cannot be fine. Hallelujah. Because when you take yourself out of the gathering on your own, it's just like taking a uh, firewood—just taking one of the or charcoal, just taking one and putting it outside, it will immediately die. So that is why when you read the verse twenty-six of Acts chapter eleven, he said, "And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. And for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught." great numbers of people. Hallelujah. So ladies and gentlemen, be so conscious of the gatherings. Sunday morning, you shouldn't be found Sunday asleep. Ladies and gentlemen, when they were looking for Jesus Christ and they couldn't find find him, where did they find him? In the gathering. He was there. They found him in his father's house. When we are looking for you on Wednesday evening, where should he find you? In the gathering. Last week, we had a missionary community gatherings, and there were some people who were not there. Some people who decided that, oh, I, I don't like missional community gatherings. You see, in your mind, you have designed where God, you want God to meet you. Oh, God, meet me on Sunday morning. I'll be here. As for Friday evening prayer service, I don't like it. As for a manifestation center prayers, afternoon prayers, I don't want it for midnight prayers, I can't pray. I, I, I can't wake up. I'm too tired to sleep. I'm too tired to be awake. I'm sleeping. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 The Bible for a whole year, I. Didn't, I did not listen. I, I, I was not born in a church, but I've been in church all my life, in ch- every single Sunday in church. I mean, hardly will I miss service. It's not, you cannot stay in my grandfather's house and not go for gathering. It's not, it's not, it's not possible. It's like, it's like saying that you will not drink water. That's what it means to stay in my grandfather's house. You won't go to church. It's not possible. So we went to church all our lives. So I've been in church, continuous like that. But you see, I never even cherished the gatherings until we had COVID-19. Until I realized that we cannot meet together, that is when I really saw the importance of these, our gatherings. Well, you may be thinking, oh, it's nothing. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, oh, let me know. Oh, I'll come the following week. Oh, if I don't come now, I'll come the following week. You have not, you see, you haven't realized that the day that you didn't come, that was the day that your prayers that you have been praying, that was the day that the answer had been sent. amen Amen. oh hallelujah amen Amen. Amen. a man of God said said he had a a vision also in the service he saw that the angels had come with parcels and the people that the parcels belonged to were not available they had to take them back hallelujah so the first one do not neglect the gatherings number two do not neglect the gifts do not neglect the gifts. Look at verse 27 of Acts chapter 11. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. Hallelujah. And when you read verse 24... Verse 24, you see that he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Hallelujah. Many years ago, a man of God, a prophet, he had an accident. Now, and when he had the accident, in fact even before that, he had a problem and he prayed because this man of God was someone who could pray for people to be healed. And he also had a problem. He prayed for himself, and he was not healed. Several times, he wasn't healed. So he asked God, why am I able to pray for people, for people to be healed? When I pray for myself, I'm not healed. God told him, because the gift is not for you. The gift is for the people. Ladies and gentlemen, God has put a gift in each and every one of us. There is something that God has put in you that you can do. And so do not neglect the gathering, but do not neglect the gifts. Paul told Timothy, neglect not the gift that is in you by the which was given to you by the laying on of our hands. You see, when God brings you into a family like this, God has put something in you that you can do. And if you are here, and I want you to understand that there is something that you can do in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, it's an error to come here and not do anything. Ask the one sitting by you, what gift do you have? What God? What has God given you? And what are you doing in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah! Oh, ask another person. What are you doing? Turn turn to another one. I've seen you. I've seen you for some time here. I've seen you for some time. What what are you doing? Ask another person. Are, Are you part of those who sing, or are you part of those who pray? Are you part of those who clean the place why are you part of those who preach are you part of those who are, 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 who dance as a person who are you part of which 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 one or you are part of those who just contribute their coming to the gathering amen no, we we we, are, we thank God that you are here, but I'm here to tell you that don't just stay there, you need to go from that level to the next level. hallelujah. are you here? You can learn to play an instrument, you can learn to help with the media work. take pictures, do the video. you see Joel austin who is the pastor of one of the biggest churches in the world in the U.S., he was the one who used to prepare the message, he was part of the media team. He had never preached before, not even once in his life. The first time he preached was the day that his father died. His father was the pastor of the church. And when his father died, his father said that he's the one who should take over from him. And when he took over, that's the first day that he preached ever in his life. He was part of the media team. Hallelujah. So as the one sitting by that, do not neglect the gifts. You are, are not saying it. I, I don't like that. Smile at the person and say do not neglect the gifts. God has put something in you. Do not neglect it. Do not neglect it. <laughs> do not neglect it. Hallelujah. Because the gift is not for you. Barnabas was in the church. You haven't heard much about Barnabas at the church in Jerusalem. But when he came to the church in Antioch, look at the amazing thing that he was doing. And yet, he was neglecting the gifts. Hallelujah. When we read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Bible talks about the spiritual gifts. Nine of them that God has given each. Listen, you are the one to demonstrate the healing power. And yet you are neglecting it. You are quiet. You don't want to speak. You don't want to go. You are there at the level. I, I just want to come. I'm just okay when I come and I just sit. No. No, the empty You are actually the one to bring the people to fail by the gift that God has given you, but you have kept quiet. Hallelujah. Do not neglect the gifts. And finally, number three. Do not neglect the giving. Say, do not neglect the giving. In verse 29, it says, The disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. This they did, sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. Greater wealth is not possible without giving. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 6, verse 30, the Bible says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Shall men, shall God cause men to pour into your bosom? Hallelujah. Do not neglect they're given. Hallelujah. When God, when Moses met the burning bush, what was he asked? What do you have in your hand? What do you have in your hand? And I want to tell you as I end my message today that become a given Christian. Become a giver. Not someone who says that Pastor, I don't have anything to give. I want you to understand the Bible has said that those who have, even uh, those who have, to them much will be given, but those who do not have, even the one that they have, shall be taken away. Do not neglect the giving. It's good to come for the gathering, it's good to use your gift, but do not neglect the giving. And as I've grown up in this, I've realized that there are many people who are afraid to give. Pastor, I don't have much. God is not requiring of you to give what you do not have. In fact, you cannot. You can only give what you have, but most of what God is looking forward to see is that is this a person who has faith? Is this somebody who can trust me enough to give that which I was or who gave to him or her? But there are many people who are afraid to give. There are people who cannot trust God enough. They say, God, I'm trusting you to give you what I have. And that is why greater wealth is far away. Amen. That is why it's far away from them because they are unable to give the little that they have. But if you are not able to give the little, who can trust you so much? Well, God certainly cannot trust you with it. But what you don't realize, that the little that God has given you, he's given you to see if you are going to keep it or you are also going to give it out. But there are many people who keep it let me keep it because it's too small. That's why there are many people here who don't pay tithes. Pastor, my money is only 100 cities. I can't pay tithes of 10 cities. Because if I pay tithe of 10 cities, that 100 cities will reduce and become 90 cities. This 100 cities is not enough to take care of me for the next one month. So if I remove some and it's left with 90 cities, how will he be able to take care of me? Amen. But the person who is living by faith was of the same 100 cities, but instead of saying that, oh, this one cannot take care of me, so I will not give, he will rather say that, listen, This 100 cities cannot take care of me in a way. So I'm trusting God that whatever is left, after I have given this my 10 cities, God will take care of me. Amen. That's the difference. And that's what I want you to know today, that that will be the difference between those who can trust God with the little that they have and those who cannot. Hallelujah. Amen. Because when you give, the Bible has said it will be given unto you when you give. In Malachi chapter uh, uh, 4, it says, test me with this, Malachi 3, and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there will not be room enough to contain. Amen. That's why I am not afraid of giving at all. I am not afraid of giving. Many years ago, somebody told me, said that he decided to, she decided to give out all her things in her room. Gave it all out. And she received so much more that he had. I have a friend. He had the land. And he decided to give the land to the church. A church that I was part of. He just gave the land. He said, Wow. When I saw him, I said, Wow, what a faith. I cried, Her land, you know. And he asked him, Get whoa. He gave it out. Church, take it. Use it to build a building, whatever. Yeah. Then when day we started to visit him in his house. So when we went, he said, Pastor, when they we were there and somebody just called us and said, I want to give this house to you. Dash it. Take it what? Somebody just called you and gave you this house? Say yes. Say we should just take it, complete it and then just have it. Say wow. And you see, the person will come here and give that testimony. And you will look at yourself and you will see that nobody has ever called you to dash you a young phone before. A yam phone, nobody has ever called pastor. Nobody has ever called me to dash me a yam phone. Because the person gave out his land. You, your six shoes, you have not been able to give even one because you are looking for one to make a seven so that you wear one every day, a six. He said, Pastor, if I give one, it will reduce me. I want one to add, to make it seven. How can I give one to someone? I have just five, I have six. But someone was ready and willing to give the one that he has. And you see how much God has blessed him with, and he has such a great testimony. But you will not have such a testimony because you are not ready. To say that, God, I'm ready to take this step with you. And there are many of you that God has sent me to tell you that that is the step that you need to take. The step where you say that, listen, I'm giving it all to the Lord. I'm giving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to move from the step where I, 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 I want to receive. I want to receive. Listen, that you want to receive will only happen when you can take that step of giving. For the Bible has said, give and it shall be given unto you. And you see, God is so wonderful that this word, He has put it, he has written this word as part of the creation of this world and everything that operates in it. So whether you are a Christian or not, it still applies. Hallelujah. That is why people who are givers never will lack. It's not possible for givers to lack. Amen. Amen. I've seen people give and how God has blessed them. I tell you. Because we give. We are going to build our house and the little money that we have, it was not a little money actually, it was actually a big money because we are going to use it to build our house. And we decided that we want to Gave that money to the church to build their church, the church that we are part of. We said, Take it to build a church building. And we are now going to start our house. And when we gave that, we had no money left. So we couldn't build the house, we had to wait for a while. Before we could build, we could start getting small small money and then to build. Now remember very well one day uh, um they brought us a bill. And when I saw the bill for a part that not the whole house, the part that we have reached that we have reached this this How much we need to finish this later, we go to the next level. When we saw the bill, we including the one who brought the bill to us, realized that this. We take so much time for us to bring the money. Because we had no, we didn't have any money at all. He said, Okay, let's give it this more, and you start. And we don't know what happened. We not sure. I called the person again that oh, we have some more for you. And after I called the person and said, Hey, we are still bringing more. I said, Yes, we still have found more. Whilst we had nothing to begin with, but God, in his wisdom and his might and his power. The Bible says that it is God who giveth him power to make wealth. It takes anointing. I said this song is very prophetic. I take anointing for wealth. Amen. It's not about the hard work that we have been doing, and we work hard. Don't get me wrong. And say, oh, you are not going to work hard. You are going to sleep. You are on your way to poverty. But after the working hard, you know that uh, there, uh, there are others who are working even harder than you, but they are not making it. So it's the anointing that you need after the working hard so that you can make the wealth that God is ready and willing to give to you. All what He's looking forward to is to see whether you are willing to give or not. And if you are not willing to give to your brother, to your sister, to the church, to continue God's work, how do you pray then? How does God give you the anointing to make wealth when God knows in your heart of hearts that you have no business and you you have no inclination to help and to give? That's what you need to develop today, my brother. That's the message that God wants me to share with you today. That in your going, that's the next step and the next level that you need to go. Close your eyes and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this afternoon. We are grateful for your word. We pray that Lord, may you help us to go. Not to stay idle in the mighty name of Jesus. Now let's close everybody close your eyes. I want to ask, Do you know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? Maybe you are here, you have never received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior before. And you want to pray, say the pastor, pray with me. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. Lift up your hand. Let me pray with you. Is anyone here like that? Never. There's no one all right. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We are grateful for today. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.